our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the No Bad Dogs podcast with your host, Tom Davis, the podcast where we love, live, and of course, we work with dogs. This is a podcast that you guys saw in the title. This dog has a four-person bite history, and uh, obviously, that's not good for the dog or the people, and so in this podcast, you're going to hear me really talk about how to dismantle uh, these types of situations, the things you should or shouldn't do, and the questions you need to be asking for success in the future. On top of that, guys, uh, as you know, we're doing a really fun seminar with my friend Forrest Mickey coming up in May. The link is in the description below for all the details. I'm super stoked about that and uh, super stoked on just everything going on. We got a lot going on moving into the spring, into the summer, into the fall. I'm stoked. So anyway, let's get into the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. At the end of the podcast, I'm going to be answering your dog training questions. Of course, you guys are the podcast listeners, and I'm going to do everything I can to give you back my appreciation. If you go to iTunes and leave a review, in the review column, you can leave your question. It's the only way you can communicate with me via podcast. So don't forget to listen to the end, and I answer three podcast questions per episode. So make sure you watch, or make sure you watch, used to YouTube, make sure you listen to the end of the podcast. Here we go. Hello. Hi. I have a blue-nosed pit bull who is recently dog reactive and also is very human reactive. I have already gone with a trainer one time before, and my next move was to board and train him again. But obviously, I guess, long story short, the last trainer fell in love with him and didn't find his triggers. And it was not a waste of time because he did learn a lot from it. But it was kind of like, he was like, why is he here again? And I was like, there's a bite incident. What type of triggers are we talking about? Or do you not know? I have no idea. He's, I guess there's no judgment. He has four bite histories. And it's been men, women. There's no knowing when it's going to happen because he's also met groups of people with very slow intros and not no one going up to him. We've done it properly after training. And there's been no problems, but we never know when it's going to happen. There's no barking. I've never heard him bark. And then the second or the third incident, unfortunately, was with my mom's boyfriend where he did. When he came back to sit on the couch with him, Bruno just went right for his hand and it was the first time that he latched on. And unfortunately, my mom's boyfriend had to like punch him off of him because he wouldn't let go. Okay. How, how old is he? You said? Bet thinks he's turning five this year. I got him from a shelter. Okay. So what about the other ones? The other ones were just like nips? Yeah, just like... Like if somebody yelled at me or raised their voice to me, he would like try to jump up 
and like growl and like try to nip at that person aggressively. Um, and then the other incident with my mom's boyfriend, which I hate to say it, I don't really care if they get along or not at this point right now. He's not my big concern, but there was an incident where he tried to go for his jeans when he was on a leash. And then my mom's boyfriend came in and pointed a gun at Bruno. So there's a little bit of like, there's not good vibes there. And Bruno sure. is not a fan of him. And again, he was very dog friendly for almost the two years I had him until a dog went for his area at a brewery in August. And he, the dog tried to snap at his area and Bruno lost it. And then they both got into a fight and it was okay. another pit and okay. that's never happened. So now I'm kind of at my wits end. I love him. I have the patience to train him. I've done it before, but I really need that foundation set for him. Um, we did the e-collar at one point. He was great. My mom unfortunately took it off and said that all dogs are normal after a little bit. And I said, no, that's not Bruno's case. So right now living on my own, mm -hmm. having to create him every time someone comes over or if I start to date, it's just not going to happen at this point with him. Okay. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously the number one thing is safety, right. For, for everybody involved. And, and I think, you know, a dog with a several case of a, of a bite history, I think it's important to go over safety things first. So there's a couple different options, right? So if you, if you have a, a terrier, such as a pit bull terrier, and they have several bites on them, and sometimes it's, for lack of better words, a good reason, if you will, and then other times it's out of nowhere, that just tells us that the only way to really significantly dial in exactly what these specific triggers are and maybe some things that we're doing to correct these behaviors to discourage them from happening in the future is having him be in a situation where he's going to potentially bite somebody, which obviously nobody wants to do. And you don't want to do, and you don't want, and he doesn't want to do it. So it's, it's, you know, when we're, we're talking about behavior modification with reactivity and barking and lunging and growling and all those things, those are really easy to work on because you can do it 20 times a day and it's relatively safe and it's just, it is what it is. But when you're dealing with a serious dog that seriously wants to bite somebody for whatever reason or whatever, it, it's something that it's hard to work on because it just doesn't happen often. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so what you want to do is try to focus on, you know, your realistic expectations of what you want. And so realistically, he's probably a dog that's not going to be okay with strangers um, until, is he okay with your mom? He loves my mom and my dad. And my dad's a man, obviously. So like that, we thought it was men at first. So then when he took on to my dad, like I genuinely believe Bruno loves my dad more than me sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like there's a bond there that I, I could not replicate with other people. And then he was very good with my room, old roommates he see, cause she adopted him with me. Okay. And we, both of us lived together. But then when her husband came with her two weeks ago, he was in the crate and he definitely knew her husband multiple times. He did this very low growl, which I've never heard him make a noise before anything were to happen. Mm -hmm. So he was expressing himself, even though he knew him multiple times. Mm -hmm. And you're right, I'm trying to be the best owner, but I also set up expectations for myself because I can't, he doesn't do anything during the day. He's a great dog, doesn't bark, 
I take him on two hour walks throughout the day, like, mm -hmm. cause he just doesn't do much. Yeah. But then it's like, when people come over, I hold like, he's on the leash, he's in the down position. No one comes up to him. But at the same time, like, I don't trust him now. Like how many times would I have to do that? Or how many hours a day do you have to wear a muzzle when someone's in the house? Cause mm -hmm. I just can't tell anymore. He gives no signs. And then as my mom calls it Jekyll and Hyde, because he's the sweetest dog. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere. And we had no incidences until the brewery when this dog went for his area and he's very skittish with dogs now. Like when they introduce themselves, he like does that jump to zoom to get away. And he's, he used to lay down for every dog in the street, every single one of them. Mm -hmm. And now he just won't even, not that I walk up to people. I say, stranger danger, please don't pet my dog. I'm very alert with Philadelphia. But at the same time, it's just like some dogs he's super interested in and wants to meet them. And then I have to pull like with yep. the collar, I have to make sure that he's corrected. And then some dogs, he just, he sits and then they walk past and he's like, I don't care about them. Mm -hmm. And you're right. I don't know when it happens. So and... what, what is your expectation? What do you, what do you want to do? I've been asking myself that with this lawsuit for a very long time now. I just want him to accept people in my pack. Okay. Like you don't have to accept everyone. That's not my ask, but I guess as it is walking on eggshells, like I, you know, I would like to date, but obviously no one would meet him unless it were to be serious. Cause it's obviously he's stranger danger for sure, but it's kind of like, can you be cool with my pack? I don't need you to love everyone. That's not the purpose, but like, yeah, just the people like he has a pack. I know that for sure. He's also almost so protective of me. It's like, I can't breathe. Yeah. Like walking his head is just like looking at everyone, every door he hears open. He's staring the cars down. He's staring the person in the car, not like in an angry way. He's just like, it's like, he can't even enjoy the walk someone walks behind us, he's like over the shoulder every two seconds. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, I, I'll let you know the fear on the leash if this is something to worry about, but it's not, I'm giving you like, it's loose. There's no, there's no one's approaching us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, let's talk about that for a second. So uh, when you're, I would agree. I think that that's a realistic goal because there's certain situations where some people just have unrealistic goals. And I think right now he is okay with your pack. He's okay with your parents. He's okay with you. And that's your pack right now. And having a dog that's aggressive or has a bite history, I think that you can live uh, the same life that you're living. I think, I think people put too much stress on themselves right now where I think you need to take a step back and go, okay, here's the deal is he doesn't like anybody new. So you're going to keep them away from new people. And I, and I, th I think as long as you do that, the only thing that I see in the future, like you said, is dating somebody, but even the dating process is, you know, relatively a slow process. It's not like, Oh, we're dating and you're moving in next week. Great. So, you know, so I, I think it's important to, to just know your boundaries and know your limitations and know what you have. And, Right now, it's like, okay, because if you rehomed him or he went to a shelter, there's a almost 100% chance he's going to get put down. So, and, and I say I say almost 100% because maybe he will 
like somebody else and to take some time, but it's just unlikely considering his, his history right now and whatever. So I think what you should be doing is just saying, okay, he likes my parents, he likes my old roommate, and he likes me. And so when I'm outside, I'm doing exactly what you're doing. And what else could you ask? The only thing I would change is don't let him go up to any dog or any person. Don't bring him to public places because there's there's no benefit to it because you're stressed the whole time or at least you're on edge the whole time worrying about who's going to come up and do what right so so bringing him to breweries and coffee shops just there, there's no benefit to that so we're not going to do that anymore because that's just silly to set him up he can stay in the car he can stay at home you can go and enjoy yourself and not have to worry and it's not so much about you it's about him too it's putting him into an environment knowing that he could potentially bite somebody and be euthanized so there's two there's it's, it's a lose lose really is he bites somebody which would suck terribly and then he gets put down because you put him into that situation because he just doesn't like people so bringing him to a public place is like leaving a loaded gun on a high school f- f- play yard it's just asking for trouble it's not good it's not good in a situation so there's that is i would just eliminate anything extra that we're just doing because we're whatever there's no reason to do it Bring him for walks. I think that's great. Two hours, two hours walking. That's great. I think that that's what he needs. I think that that's what he he really wants to do. Getting him out and just being safe with him. And if people come up, uh, yep, yeah, nope, we're in training. Like you said, stranger danger. Keep walking. Just be unfriendly at, at the at the most, you know. And that's it. And so you're not going to have any issues out as long as you keep people away. I would be carrying halt spray with you, which is a basically a pepper spray for dogs. That means if any off-leash dogs come at you or running at you, whether it's friendly or not, um, you can deter them away because your dog will not play games with dogs he doesn't know. So we don't want that to happen, right? We don't want the neighbor's dog to come running out thinking that your dog's going to roll over and play with them when that may not be the case. And that's not just your dog. I recommend that to most people who have who live in cities in general, New York, uh, Philly, Atlanta, Calif- California, whatever. That's just something you should have, and especially with your dog, considering how much he engages and how powerful he is. You know what I'm saying? So those are things that you immediately want to start doing is just playing it safe, get halt spray, get on Amazon or Chewy, and when you're out, that way if anything happens or unexpectedly out of your control, you're prepared. And then from there, uh, I, th- I think... I'm just thinking of the the situations that you that you've had, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to take a different solution and a different exercise into your dog's life, I think the the amount of um, mistakes that can happen are going to be minimalized to almost nothing because you're going to, you know, your mom's boyfriend, whatever you you know your mom's boyfriend or your mom's friend or whatever anybody right is going to be involved and up until this point. Not until this exact point, but up until recently, since this stuff started happening, it was kind of like, well, let's just see what happens or whatever. And that you just can't do that anymore. There's, there's no, there is no ROI or he's not the type of dog that you're trying to get better to like other people because he's just probably not going to do it. And I, and I know that you know that we've already had that discussion. He doesn't like to have everybody, but if you can, right now it's a management game. It's not a modification game. It's making sure that he isn't put into situations that he could possibly fail because of his history. And that's what you have to do. You have to play zookeeper, essentially, is to keep him out of these situations. There is handling and training that we're going to talk about, but that is going to be in the back burner for now. Right now, you just have to play 
manager to make sure that nobody can get to him and he can't get to anybody. And that sounds kind of dark and it's not, it's just that that's the responsibility you have to have moving forward with, with a dog like this. Does that make sense? Do you, yeah, I guess because like nothing's happened in so long because we're working on it. Mm-hmm. I guess my question is, do you think a dog like this who did love dogs, like I think literally two weeks ago, my neighbor's dog is the only dog he gets along with. Like mm-hmm. they Zoom together. It's the only friend he actually has, I keep telling him. Mm-hmm. And like they Zoom together and they have fun. But then I'm always obviously very cautious. He's on the leash. They don't, like the neighbors say, he can be off leash. And I'm like, hell no, that's not going to happen. So it's kind of like, will he ever... I guess another question, like, have you ever seen dogs that have this kind of a history? Cause it sounds really bad and it is really bad, but like, can they be friends or like, can they get a second? Like, is there a way to work up where he could potentially, I don't know, like be around a second dog. Cause I can't predict somebody I meet not have a dog. And I would never put Bruno in a situation where he's like, yo, who's this dog? And then also be like, Hey, I have Bruno, you have this dog, it's not going to work out. Like that, I don't ever want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I understand. But, um, I mean, that's just the reality of what you're dealing with is you have a dog that is, because even if, like you said, so look at the situation, his, his neighbor friend there that he likes, he loves that dog. Like you said, it's his only friend. And you're even hesitant to drop the leash and allow them to, to play, you know, harder than what they're doing on. And you already know that he's not really going to like other dogs, but it's a possibility. But again, like I'm not so concerned about the dogs. I'm concerned about the people. So if somebody else has a dog, and again, this is more of like a counseling in a relationship scenario of you telling the person like, Hey, I have a dog back at home that really doesn't like new people. And he's kind of iffy about dogs. And again, like that's just something that you'll have to, that's what I'm saying is I think the, the guard of trying to make stuff fit, if that goes away, you're going to be one, 100% happier knowing that this is the life that I have to have with this dog, because you're going to constantly be like, yeah, but what if, what if, what if, and that's just no way to live with a dog like this. I think you just have to be a lot more binary with it of like, absolutely not, or or yes. And I think, like I said, because of his history, he's likely not going to be okay. Like you said, with um, the people that he's kind of bit before, he was okay. And then he wasn't, he was okay. And then he wasn't, it's, it's this thing of, you know, like if he was it, cause there's some dogs, I have a dog at my facility, Hawk, who has not a bite history, but he, because we're safe with him, he's muzzled and, but he has tried. And he has this thing that as soon as you feed him like four times, you're good. He's a dog that would actively try to come after you aggressively. And after you go through the exercises of getting to know him, if you will, he's great. He loves you licking your, and we never have to worry about it again. And that's the interesting thing. So they, so my point is, is with, with your dog, that's not the case. It's, it's more of a you already know the people he's good with and it's three of you or your four of you, your roommate, your, your parents and yourself, everybody else after that is potentially a risk. And so that's what I'm saying is my, well, and the trainer too. So that's the interesting thing is the trainer that you were working with also has a good relationship with him. Correct. 
the trainer literally called me two days after or three days after I dropped Bruno off in Yardley, Pennsylvania. He was like, I just wanted to triple check why he's here again. Wow. Because he's that's why hmm. I wanted to contact you because Bruno did so well with the laid down foundation with the e-collar. And I always get the name wrong. The the um, prong collar. Don't. Pull, yeah. Prong collar. I always do. He did so well coming out. And again, I followed the rules because at that time it was only my mom's boyfriend who I hate to say it, but like, like you said earlier, there are incidences where it happened because not necessarily Bruno. He did it thinking it was okay. But I, obviously her boyfriend did like go to hit Bruno at one point, And that's when Bruno's like, I'm not going to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know his full history from the shelter. Exactly, yeah. But when we found out, that like, hey, my trainer said, put him in the down position with the leash at your side at all times. That's how I introduced him to my roommate's husband when he came from South Africa. And he was on the down position for three hours. It was like a double date with me. And it was unbelievable because the next morning he barreled down that door and he just fell in love with him. And it was that for a whole month and a half. He did not want to be, even be with me and my roommate. So that's hmm. where my brain is spinning. So wait a minute. Like, so you're... you're your roommate's husband that did come over, he ended up that he ended up liking. He loved him when I lived with her, loved, obsessed. Okay, I got Probably it. I got a it. Male, and then he came over two weekends ago, took his hat off because they have a pit who's dog reactive, so they're learning a lot as well. Yeah, and he, you know, sat down because I always say ignore him, don't even look at him. He was trying to come out of the cage for my roommate because he was so excited crying. And then he saw her husband and he kind of did this very low growl. I was like, I've never heard that from him before. And he's like, it's okay. I'm wearing a hat. I'm taller. I haven't been here in a while. Like it's fine. And then I was just kind of like, yeah. this is where I need to talk to someone or get his foundation set again with the e-collar because I have tried. He was also at a bonfire with my roommate and her friends on the collar in the down position no incidences and kids were around without you it's without it's blowing my mind okay i cannot predict well okay so that's yeah so good well that tells us that you know you also could be a trigger uh if not you know you are the trigger so that's something to consider too because when i'm looking at these situations go ahead sorry i just wanted to add all the incidences with a bite were without me present except for one of them. Okay. Um, it was my mom who did not follow our first trainer's instructions for having people over mm -hmm. because I, I had to show my mom this year living with her. All dogs are not the same. Uh -huh. Bruno is, is not a normal golden retriever. All dogs have their issues and Bruno obviously has a past and there's also a reason why he doesn't bark. There's no, I've heard him bark twice in two years. I have no idea when anything's coming. So I just want to point that out that I was not involved. I was not present for the other three. I was just, I was blown away when I got the call, obviously devastating. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't, there's, there's a lot going on and, and I, I'm kind of sticking to my play it safe thing that I talked about in the beginning, but the interesting thing and I kind of think the, not the wrench, but 
the bizarre thing for me as a professional is is him going to your trainers and then him being completely fine with your trainer and having no problems at all. That is interesting because that tells us that somebody outside of the original pack of when you adopted him can get in. Right. So I had hope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. That's great. I'm really, I'm really happy about that. But again, I, I, like I said, let's, let's kind of get granule here on the, on the goals of you potentially dating in the future. And so everyone else, I think you can, you could be okay with saying like, Hey, don't touch my dog. When you have people over there, you just put them in the other room and that's, that's the best thing to do. And, And that should be okay. You know, you should, you can do that and you're not going to have any problems. And so I think, I think the biggest hurdle right now moving forward would be dating because friends you can put in the other room for the night or whatever. But if you're dating somebody, it's a little bit different because they're going to be around for longer periods of time. Um, so it's different. You can't, he can't be away all the time, all day and all night, you know, things you know, as dating happens, right. And as it progresses, you spend more time with each other. And so, I don't know. I mean, I would just say, again, the two biggest hurdles are keeping everybody safe. And I think just literally not letting anybody around this dog, because I'm I'm not even, I don't even want to talk about training yet, because I I don't think, what are we going to, what are we going to desensitize people and blah, blah, blah. There is no desensitization because it's random. He likes some dogs. He hates other dogs. He likes somebody one minute, the next day he hates that person. And so there's not, there's, there's not a point in really talking about, well, we can modify this and we can change it forever. It, one of the hardest things to do as a, as a professional who works with dogs is dealing with the dog with inconsistent behaviors, because how are you going to work with the dog with an inconsistent be it's, it's gotta be like, this dog is like you said, like it's men, it's men, it's men, it's men. Okay. Well we can work with that a little bit more because he loves women, but he doesn't, you know, it's, there's no consistency to the behavior, which therefore you can't isolate and pull apart and say, okay, this is the exact problem. It's, he doesn't like random dogs at random times under random circumstances and then fill in the blanks with the people. It's the same thing. So again, I, I try not to go down the rabbit hole of, training and training and getting creative and doing this and doing that because I've, I've done that before with dogs like this where if you came into my facility and I took him and he was beautiful with me, he was great with me, and I said, oh, okay, well, this is interesting. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I found some triggers and I pulled things out that you didn't know and you were like really ecstatic and you were motivated and it was great. And then you went home and two weeks later, he went after somebody that he, you never thought he would go after because you tried it and you pushed it. And I'm just, I try to not to, go down that route just because one more bite and you know, it's not going to be good for anybody. So I think right now, again, going to kind of staying by the number one thing I said is safety is keeping everybody away from him that he doesn't love. And he doesn't already know, which really isn't that hard at the, at the most it's an inconvenience. And I think the biggest pain in the ass is if you did have people over, he'd have to just go in the other room. But I think putting them in the other room is safe for him because he doesn't want to be out there with those people. Unless, you know, he might hear your roommate and then he's like, oh, I want to go out and see her. But then, of course, it puts everybody else at risk and, you, and you're stressed. And then you have the third liability of him actually doing something. So it's just a, not a good situation. So we're going to put him away because there's no ROI on that. And if you're going to have people over, say, on a Saturday night or something, well, that's something you're like, all right, they're coming over at 7. So we're going to start our two-mile 
or a two hour walk or whatever at five. And we're going to make sure you're good and exhausted and you're going to go chew on a bone for the night and you're going to be fine. And that's it. And that's easy and it's less stressful and it's, you're good. That's all you need to do. But again, I think the only problem is like with most people or some people is the idea of, um, having a, you know, getting, getting somebody else involved into your life. And again, going back to your question of like, well, what if, do you have to go and start as you're dating, find somebody who doesn't have a dog? I mean, are these, but I, I think these are things that people actually do look for when they're, when they're dating. But of course it's not, it's nothing that you don't want to be held back by that. And I totally agree and understand. But again, like, let's say you met somebody and they have a dog and things are going great. And they know about your dog, but they've never met. Well, the next steps are them. If he, if that individual is coming into your house, it's just like I'm gonna, you know, put my dog away. Or you can go the the route of introducing them, air quotes, neutral, out on a walk together. And then when you get back to the apartment, you're doing the the house or whatever. You're doing the same thing that you've done before. You're going into your place and you're downstairs, you're doing your e-collar and you're telling this new individual, don't look at him, don't talk to him, don't try to pet him. He's not going to be your friend. And maybe at some point he never will be your friend. But right now he's my dog, he's obedient. And as long as you leave him alone, we're going to be fine. And there's going to be certain circumstances where you're going to take the dog and then put him in the other room and then let him be a dog and then whatever. And I, and I think that that's something that you might have to live with, with a, for a little bit. But the light at the end of that tunnel is he has the ability to welcome new people into the to the group. The trainer has done it. Your roommate obviously has done it. Your parents have done it. You have done it, obviously. So because one thing in the back of my head is like, well, maybe it's just you. Well, it's not true because every bite that had happened, you were only around for one of them. So that doesn't, that again, it doesn't, there's nothing that we can solidify into this is the trigger. This is the exact problem. So what do you do with a dog that has a multiple, multiple bite history? You keep you everything that any type of anything that could go wrong, you don't let happen. Any and, and to be honest with you, it sounds like life changing. And to, I just don't think it is. I think it's just you have to just take a little bit extra precaution and and you just have to start living. And it's not going to be anything different from really what you're doing right now. Again, I think the only hiccup that you might have is in your head, is this fixable? Is this something that we can do? Is it fixable? It's possible. But again, at what risk do we have to take to figure out if this dog will be able to get better? We would have to put, we'd have to spend so much time with random people trying to potentially, and there's no guarantees even after that. So if you have a dog that has a four bite history and something happens in the future, no matter what training you've done, if you said that you trained at this person's, this person's, this person's, and this person's, and you've given them all $1 million, nobody can say for sure because of his history that he will never bite somebody again. So I think that there's that big thing in your head of, can we fix this? Can we modify this? Can we change it? I, I don't think that that's a, a risk you should take. I don't think that that's a risk you should be willing to have anybody around in your life to take because if something does happen, ultimately it's a lose-lose. You're going to lose your dog and the person that he bit is also going to get bit. So it's a lose-lose. There's no win on it. So I just think you should 
put that away in your head to say, we're not going to try to fix it. All we're really going to try to do is manage the situation, which so many people do. And I think, again, it's just more of an inconvenience. But if you're still hanging on this, let's fix it and get rid of it to get things back to normal, I don't think you're ever going to be able to really open that door to be happy because of that, because it's going to be holding you back. Yeah, he already is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But having having um, having that reactive dog, it 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 is to it is it, it it's. But 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 again, I just like I said before, to me, like I I used to have a a dog who didn't like dogs, so he was around dogs every single day, and there was minimal to no issues ever the twelve years he was alive. Because I was prepared. I'm like, oh, no, I see a dog. I'm going the other way. Oh, there's a dog over there. I'm going the other way. There's a dog off leash. I'm grabbing the dog, doing all these. So there, So I totally understand what you're saying. I was limited to the things I could do and the people I could be around. You know, if my neighbors are out having a bonfire and their dogs are out, okay, my dog can't go out, but I can. Uh, but I'm not going to sit at home and be like, oh, that sucks. I'm just going to be like, hey, my dog doesn't like other dogs. Your dog doesn't like other people. So I, I totally understand that it is holding you back and not giving you the full potential to have this really happy-go-lucky dog. But again, like this is what you have, and these are the realistic things that you need to to do to just make it successful. Is you just keep him literally just away from people because he just doesn't like new people. Yeah. I just didn't know because I was I volunteer also at the rescue center also mm -hmm. just to get away from them a little bit, and obviously I meet these dogs and it's just like yeah the shelter told me he was normal and there was no incidences and then there wasn't and then all of a sudden this almost tick my mom likes to call it because we don't know when it happened started happening, so then I see these other dogs and I'm like huh I wonder if Bruno could ever be okay like loved little dogs hates any dog bigger than him which is i could see as being normal because it's obviously yeah. like more dominating like he was friends with a little hot dog right before we moved and the mom was obviously petrified of bruno coming anywhere near this dog but they became it was just so weird and then it was until this brewery incident when this other pit went for him and then obviously bruno went for him thank god the owner was understanding rescued a lot of pits his dog gets bit a lot, he says. And I was just like, okay, this wasn't a fun time. I've got to go. I guess I was just, I can definitely keep him away from everyone um, except for the pack. And then I guess I just didn't know, like, I guess another worry of mine is like, will I ever be able to board him to go anywhere? That's another fear yeah. I have. Cause like, yep. I think, yeah, totally. And I, I think the answer is yes, because um, if you can, well, first of all, there's, 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 um, um, what do they call it? It's, uh, basically where you drop your dog off to a kennel and they don't touch your dog. Your dog is just in the kennel. They have a guillotine. They go in and out. They're happy. They don't care. There's those, which it doesn't matter if you have a killer of a dog. Um, you can board your dog there. They're going to be fine. You put them in and when you get there, you take them out. And I've had, again, I've had dogs that have gone to these facilities and they're fine and come to find out over time they're like yeah they're actually getting to know us and you know we can handle them and blah blah it's like okay great 
so I think the answer is yes. You've got to find the right kennel. I mean, obviously talking to your trainer um, that you worked with in the past to say like, hey, you know, do, do you recommend any boarding facilities? And that's something if you're leaving in August, you got to start now. Start bringing him there on the weekends. Start doing that. Yeah, those are things. Those are normal things that you can do. And there's tons of, I shouldn't say tons. There's plenty of kennel facilities out there that will take a dog like that that has contactless type of kenneling where it's a guillotine in and out in the morning and they're completely fine and they get exercise. And like I said, over time, he may start to like these people and they may call you and send you pictures and you're like, holy shit, what's going on? This is kind of making me nervous. But again, like as long as you're honest with people like you were with your trainer, say, hey, he's got a bite history, you know, he can explode, he can blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, your trainer calls back and says, are you sure we're talking about the same dog? I mean, the, you know, the, the, I mean, I, I, again, I wouldn't rack my head around like, why, why does, why is he like that with that trainer? Because you're not, ne- you're never, it's not going to make sense. That, that's what I'm saying is I've done this so much. My literal job internationally on this planet is to figure dogs out like this. And I can tell you with the inconsistent bite history of this specific breed, it's there's there, it's not worth trialing to see if something happens because when it does it's going to be the last straw and he's going to be gone and you're going to kick yourself because you're like I all I needed to do is n- not do that and I knew that was going to happen or I knew that that was a possibility and I did it anyway and now he's not here so again like just you know I I'm just saying that from experience um, from dealing with this hundreds of times and and like I said before this is one of those situations where. I totally understand and empathize towards um, the, again, the inconveniences and the hurdles that you'll have to go through in life. But there are, but that's what I'm saying is as soon as you go, okay, all right, no people, got it. Well, what am I going to do if I want to go on vacation, which is likely as a human being? I just told you there, you know, there's, there's places like that, that'll, that'll help. And um, so there's, Like I said, I think you just have to look at the glass half full and say, okay, this is the life I have to live now. And um, it's the life you've already been living. I think as soon as you just accept it, you'll, like I said, you'll be happier. Yeah. It's hard. I know. Because I love him, but it's not really worth sometimes the trouble. And like, he doesn't, again, he doesn't do anything. I think he's just grateful to not be in the situation he was in before. Again, I don't know. They just found him in an apartment lobby. They claimed he might've been a bait dog in Long Island. And it's just like the maybes I can't even listen to anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously the incident that is bringing me to court, there was a scream and there was this whole like racking in my head, like Threw arms up, she screamed. That's a big movement that he's never seen before. He wasn't trained before that. Because when he came home, he went up to everyone on the street of Jersey City. And it blew my mind. Because obviously being a pit, I was very cautious. I knew being a rescue as well, that he's got two hits against him. He's a pit and he's a rescue. Like he needs to adjust accordingly. And then it's just funny because I think I just have to accept it. Because even when I dropped him off one time at the groomer, because I was like, I can't. I I can't do this. He's like clawing at the bathtub with me and I can't do it. So I muzzled him. I came back. She's playing on the floor with him. And I'm just like, I don't, can you not remove the muzzle next time? And she was just like, he's fearful. Like the, she's like the amount of fear he has. She was like, I could like the, when the water, that's where I was like, okay, he's fearful. I don't want to put him in a situation where he's not. And I guess from now on, I won't take him places. Like when we're at these breweries, obviously only outdoor, he's never indoors. You know, I, I'm very advocate, like stranger danger, please don't approach. And he just sleeps. He just doesn't do anything. And that's where I'm like, do you, 
can you ever have a sibling to do something? Cause I love them. But like, at the same time, I'm like, I work in pharma two hour walks every day. It's a lot. Like sometimes I can't do the whole two hours, like yeah. half hour, half hour, half hour. So it's just kind of like, oh, maybe I can work up to, you can have a friend at some point. And then it's just like, obviously everybody on Instagram has a different opinion about everything. And then I get ridiculed for the prong collar. It's just like on the street, it's just, and then also the e-collar, I don't know how to properly reintroduce to him. And I was going to talk to my old trainer to just be like, Hey, mm -hmm. you introduced him to this. I'm not sure how to properly reintroduce him to this. Like mm -hmm. it's been so long anyway. Yeah. That make it all makes sense. And you're right. It's just, it blows my mind. I can go to the vet and he just is like, why are we here? Like they have to push his butt through the door. It just, I guess I just have to accept it that he's just like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, and even if he was like 80, 20, where 80% of the time he was like, great. And then the 20% of the time, or even, you know, change it up. It, my, my point is, is I, I just think that you have to really make sure that you're being safe because, and then that's the first sentence that came out of my mouth talking to you is just being safe. You really want to make sure that in the future, I don't want him to have to be ordered to be euthanized and I don't want anybody to get bit. And that's like my main concerns. And that, and so again, I, I, I in these types of situations with this age dog, with this breed of a dog, I don't try to trial it to say, let's, and, and again, if you said, well, if I bring him to a brewery that's outside, he's going to sleep. I'd say, great. Until the server comes up and, and gives you your cheese for your pretzel that they forgot to give you and it scared you and then boom and then you got another lawsuit and then you, you're mandatory to put the dog down under those circumstances you know and I just would hate for that to happen so again I'm just I'm trying to steer you down a road of less stress long term um and again having these types of dogs I think as soon as people realize like okay this is this is going to be our roadmap of how we're going to do things. It's, it is less stressful because you, so, so anyway, I totally understand. And, um, I, I just, like I said, I just want things to be safe. And if he's muzzled often, you know, if you did want to do anything in the future, like where you wanted to introduce him to somebody or somebody wanted to work with him, or you wanted to bring him to a, a boarding facility or another trainer or something, if he has the muzzle on the worst case scenario he's going to do is he's going to scare the shit out of somebody and then it's over. So, so I guess moving forward, if it, if, if you're thinking back on this conversation and that's the other thing too, to consider is we don't have, a, this is something that may take three months to really fine tune. We have an hour. So, you know, I'm, my goal is to give you as much possible, uh, positive outcomes as possible. And, and again, my positive outcomes for situations like this is totally safety for everybody on all accounts. And so in the future, if it's something where you're like, well, you know, Tom said, play it safe and I understand it. But, you know, if you did get to know somebody and he was okay with that person, muzzle, 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 muzzle. Even if he is starts, even if, even if like, say your, your potential new, um, partner let's say has a dog and this individual has a dog that is super friendly and you can see your dog starting to kind of be like oh actually he's kind of interested I can tell 
after we've gone for a long walk and after they've gotten used to each other for a couple of days on these walks and being separated, you can see some interest. Muzzle, muzzle, muzzle. Because again, worst case scenario, he rawr, 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 and he scares the shit out of the dog and the dog pees on themselves and runs away. And you're like, okay, that's enough. So if it's kind of those situations, never do it. But if you do, <laughs> if you do do it, and it's something that you are starting to experiment in the future, the muzzle is going to be your best friend. And you should 100% uh, get a hold of your trainer that trained him on the e-collar because the e-collar is going to be your oh shit button if something does happen and it's going to give you the control to control the dog off leash. That's why anytime I'm working with these types of situations where you have a dog that is unpredictably biting somebody other than euthanasia is going through the entire training process to make sure if you have a loaded gun, you have to be a Navy SEAL. You have to make sure that that dog that you know is so trained and so fine-tuned that nothing can go wrong essentially unless somebody tackles your dog and that's on them so okay yeah because also dogs will like bark of course there's so many little dogs here they'll just bark at him and that's another weird thing like bruno will just like like scurry away from them like he literally just jumps off the sidewalk and i'm like Mm mm-hmm it's so funny because he did meet two weeks ago. I, I told the old man, I felt so bad, but it was like a little puppy and Bruno was just like sniffing. It was totally fine. And then at one point Bruno was like, all right, I'm done. And he started walking forward and I was like, great, we're done. Like, we're not going to keep mm-hmm. this going. And we kept walking. But again, it's just, it's, I guess it's like, I'm obviously he doesn't wear a muzzle because I have full control of him on walks. Right. He's a very good walker. Yeah. Uh, but it's these weird, like a dog barks in his face and he just like, it's almost like he wants to run away. And I'm like, cause he, like you said, muzzle, but he never, I don't know. He never even barks at dogs. He doesn't bark. Yeah. But, but even there, like, again, like when you said, you felt bad for the old man for whatever, you know, whatever. And like, I wouldn't let that encounter happen because what if he, what if the old man reached down to pet him or what if the puppy jumped on him and scared him and he freaked out? I mean, that. so again, like getting into these situations, it's really important for you to not, not put like that's a situation where fairly we may say like there's a 50 50 50 chance something's going to happen right and if something does happen it's your fault because you have a dog that you know has a 50 50 chance whether it going wrong or right and even if he's okay with the puppy and the guy does something and he goes after the guy it's still your fault because you already knew so i wouldn't th- that's a perfect example of what i'm talking about Old man comes out of his driveway, walking down the road with his puppy, starts walking towards you. Oh, I'm so sorry. My dog's in training. We got to keep going. Doesn't exist. Never happens. Zero, zero chance that that's going to happen. You have 100% at success because you didn't even expose your dog to that potential. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Those are the things, again, that's your biggest, other than dating somebody you know that he may not like, that's your biggest inconvenience is telling people, and I know it's uncomfortable, especially when you get a cute old man with a cute little puppy. You're like, the last thing I want to do to tell this old man thinking that his dog's going to come play with my dog is no, but you have to because, again, what's what could happen if you don't? Well, then he mauls the puppy in front of the old man, you know. Yeah, he was so old and definitely didn't hear me, and I didn't know why he hadn't <laughs> eaten a gold, golden retriever. I was just like, this isn't feasible for either one of you. But then <laughs> – Yeah, welcome yeah, to my life. Bruno did the small smell and paw because he was like, "Oh my god, a friend!" Because sure. again, that's great. He's met no one, and then at, and then Bruno just looked at me at one point, which was like, "All right, I'm done," and then just right. started walking. 
back. And that's where the puppy came on my leg. And I was like, gotta go pet him. And then Bruno's like, can we keep walking? Like I'm done. Right. I said, hi, I'm totally. over it. So I guess, and I always literally I've had people in Rittenhouse square because I don't let him off leash anywhere at any time that's why I have this apartment. There's a 200 square foot back deck on the top floor. So he's able to lay in his sunshine, run around if he wants to, but in the park, they have so many off leash dogs. And it's like, I'm walking like literally on the other side and people are trying to come up to yep. me with their dogs. I'm like, please stay away. I have yep. a 20 foot leash so I can let him zoom because the poor sure. thing, he can't zoom in my apartment, unfortunately, or he'll knock everything down. So I do, I'm a very big, like, nope, stranger danger. Yep. And most, most people with bigger dogs here understand it more than, yeah. yeah the little no, I man. know. And, and, and it's always that, and, and again, that's, it's why I'm, you paid me for, to give you my, um, knowledge. Right. So, you know, I, I hear this a lot where it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm usually really good about it ex except this one time, right. Where it's that one time. And that's, that's what I'm trying to instill as hard as I possibly can is just no options for failure. Like, especially if it's on your terms, it's different if like a freak thing happens when you're out on a walk and this off-leash dog rips around the corner because somebody didn't lock the gate or, I mean, that shit happens, right? And shit happens like the pit bull at the brewery, like shit happens, right? Dogs yeah. are dogs are dogs. Shit happens. Um, and so my, so anyway, my point is, is with that being said, like if you can like, okay, I'm out with my, the dog that was dog uh, aggressive towards other dog is past um, and he wasn't always aggressive. He just be, be started to become aggressive. Anyway, when I was out walking in my neighborhood, whenever I saw a dog, I'm always, I, when I was walking him, head on a swivel, head on a swivel, head on a swivel, head on a swivel. But, um, and the walk, you know, was, was a little bit more stressful with him being a reactive dog because people don't pay attention. But my point by saying all this is, is I was so proactive. If I saw somebody out of control with their dog walking, not being able to walk, or a kid, I see that often, which scares the shit out of me. You see like a young kid walking a dog with a harness and the dog's coming up to us. That scares me. So you go the other way. But again, like those are the proactive things that you just have to start doing. You know, you, if, if an old man is walking down, I mean, you have to, I mean, you got to get creative and really say like, no, this is a danger and I don't want somebody to take my dog away from me because you didn't hear me or whatever. So... Anyway, I think, um, I think, you know, so as, so as I, the other thing I want to give you other than getting definitely so muzzle and, and, and also getting back in with your trainer is going to be really big, making sure that you get in with your trainer to kind of say like, and I don't know how far away they are from you, but maybe even just kind of go over the foundation of what, what's going on. He's yeah. And don't understand me. I'm not like. <laughs> There's so many dog trainers, but I have been getting a lot of shit from a lot of people when he came out with an e-collar and the prong collar. And I'm tired of it because as you're saying, my dog could prop, like if I'm ever in danger, I do know this, that like walking at Philly at 930 at night, I know hundred percent I'm protected. As my old trainer said, mm -hmm. he was like, Bruno, there's a bond with you and Bruno that my vet said too. She was like, I don't, I, you know, this is, he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Like Correct. that's how. So she said, she was like, you are always protected. And as my old trainer said, he was just like, there, there's no, I was like, maybe protection training. He's like, no, this dog would kill for you. So as people were giving me a lot of shit about the e-collar and the prong, I said, my dog would literally probably kill you if you were to approach me in a wrong way. 
I need to use these tools. I'm not trying to do this argument back and forth. So that's why I just wanted to get some insight from you as well. Cause also I love my old trainer, but when he called me the third day, I'm like, you're setting up my hopes of like, Oh yeah. yeah. It was one time. And then when we came home, my mom and I did set him up to fail because I'm living with my mom. Mm -hmm. She didn't want a dog in the neighborhood with an e collar and a prong collar and said he was better. And then I'm living with her and I can't unfortunately say no during the COVID times. So it's like, we both set him up to fail by not following the foundation that was set mm -hmm. with the trainer at the time, except for the introductions. And like, he's in a, I don't, I'm unfortunately not able to put him in my room because he cries enormously. So there is a crate in an open space in my back of my closet, like literally right yep. there. Like people walk in and he does the whole crying thing and I just leave him there. But like, that's what I do. And then he cries and then he's like, all right, I'm not interested and then falls asleep. So I just wanted to make sure is crate like the crate right there. Is that okay? Or does he have to like be in a whole completely different? No, I, I, I think, you know, that's going to be discretionary on your end. Like if somebody did come into the house, um, well, two things that's, this is what I was going to tell you is how to introduce per somebody um, properly, whether he likes it or not, this is how you should be doing it, is if somebody is going to come over, just say, hey, we're just going to go for a walk with my dog. And Bruno's on your left side in a heel. Uh, you have your equipment on, you're controlling him. The the person that's there completely ignores him, doesn't talk to him, doesn't look at him. Bruno could smell him because he could smell him down the street. So you don't have to like put your hand out. Don't do any of that shit. Just literally ignore him completely and entirely. And that person just keeps his distance. And, and then you come back into the house, you put Bruno in his crate, give him a bone, let him work on it. And then you're, you should be good. And, um, and that's the way I would do it. And if it helps to cover the crate up, you could do that as well. But, um, that's how I would do it is if he's comfortable in the, being able to be in the outside and, um, kind of see what's going on, that's fine. Um, and then in the future you might want to invest in maybe like an X pen, which is kind of like an, uh, an alternative to a crate. It's kind of like a, like a baby pen where it has like panels and you can sit it against the wall. So the dog has more freedom. The dog can actually be in a room and be and, and there's, you can get them four to six foot high. So they're pretty safe too. We use, we have dogs that are, can be aggressive in those. And, um, it's just a nice area. It's like a whole little holding tank for them and they don't mind and they're chilling. It's better than being in a crate and it's safe for you. Um, or if you have a room instead of using a baby gate, cause they can jump those is you can get an X pen because it's six foot and you can pin it against the wall and they can have their kitchen say, Hey, my dog's in the kitchen. Just don't go in there. And then he has the whole kitchen and you're good. But again, it's, it's, you going to the bathroom and then that person getting up and going to check things out in the fridge. You have to be, again, you have to be very clear and, and safe. So it's, it's a, there's options, but yeah, that's how you would do it is you would introduce through neutrality. You go out for a quick walk, you'd come back yeah, in. That's, that's it. But we did well before. And then obviously the foundation was failed when I wasn't there for incidences, but we, that was what we did before with, my roommate's husband and it worked out really well and then bruno became obsessed with him and then two weeks ago he didn't really remember him so i really appreciate all the insights and the sure. acceptance and then also yeah i just no worries okay well good luck with everything in the future thank you so much you're welcome bye 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 all right, you guys, you've reached the end of the podcast, which means we're going to get into some questions from you listeners. First question, Q and review. Ooh, I like that. Q and review. Maybe it's just for you or not. Anyway, such valuable here, uh, such a valuable resource. Tan, Tan Casa 
first and foremost, thank you for putting your knowledge and skills out there and helping so many people and pets. I can't stop listening and watching. There's so much good info and everything you put out. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I haven't heard a situation exactly like mine, so I'm hoping you can shed some light on my question. My dog growls at me when I pet him, but not when my partner does. It mainly started out with him growling at me if I pet him when he was laying down anywhere. Like, he all of a sudden got tense, even if he was not sleeping, and if it was just me. Interesting. My partner regularly scoops him up or pets him, laying down with no reaction. He also seems to have separation anxiety from my partner. Is there something that could cause this besides just me needing to work on obedience and our one-on-one relationship more. He is very smart and picks up with obedience commands quickly, but when he's not in training mode, he is back to being wary of me unless he is clearly asking for something, even though we've both raised him and he shares responsibility from him since he was eight weeks old. For reference, he was a year and a half now, or he is a year and a half now, and he is not neutered. I know that's probably a contributing factor, and he's kind of always had more engagement with my partner than me. Just increase the growling now. So, it is interesting, um, and it's obviously frustrating that that it's that it's happening. And what I would recommend to you is really going through like I, I don't know why it's happening. I, I have seen dogs do this to certain people in the in the household, kind of like what you just heard in this podcast um, about this dog really liking somebody and hating or not liking everyone else. Um, so what I would do is, yeah, work on your relationship, work on your desensitization. So if he's really food motivated, you just have to look at what you want. Don't pet him on the head. I would start petting his chest very calmly as you're feeding him, as you're giving him treats and start to really see, uh, if he's going to take that, uh, and if he's going to allow you to do that. And then that may, if he's, I don't know if he just doesn't like you, he doesn't like you. I know that sounds crazy. Um, it is not common, but it does happen where certain dogs just don't vibe with their other person. But to me, I don't think that's it. I think it's your relationship. I think one person may be more structured than the other. One person may be more whatever than the other. So whatever your partner is doing, I would try to figure out what you're not doing that your partner is. That's making your partner stick out to be the good cop, if you will. And that would be my recommendation to you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the review. Next, we have five-star review from Liv99. <clears throat> Hi, Tom. I've been working with my dog for her reactivity for a while now, and you talk a lot about how you handle dogs on leash for reactivity. But I was wondering if the home environment has also also has to change. Should I not allow my dog on furniture anymore? Should, he, should she work for all of her food? Can I cuddle and love up on her too much. I do everything I can outside of the house and she's gotten so much better from where I was, but now I know there's still a lot of room for improvement. And other than that, what else can we be doing? So um, I think the two questions are, should you be working for her? Well, first of all, having your dog work for your food is great. So, I mean, that's always a plus if you can do that, if you have time and you can. And can I can I cuddle her too much? The answer is yes. You always hear me talk about turn the love down, turn the leadership up. It's very important for you to have good leadership with your dogs and not too much love. As you guys know, love can definitely, too much love can uh, off balance your relationship, kind of like being on vacation your whole life. I mean, you're just going to go mad. You're going to go crazy. As As good as it sounds like, oh, I'd love to be on vacation. No, you wouldn't. After your first week or second week of vacation, you will be bored. You need balance. You need structure. 
um, trust me. So definitely too much love can, can not ruin, but well, it can ruin your relationship. So make sure that you're doing more training than you are and more balanced than you are love. Um, and, and, you know, it's interesting because this question kind of comes in as it, it comes in with, uh, leash, leash reactivity, but the in, in home, I, I don't think leash reactivity has much to do with the dog or the furniture. Um, so that's kind of my answer to that, but, um, yeah. Anyway, hope that helps. Then we have Jeff Frederick coming in with fantastic resource for dog owners. When I had a desk job, I watched your YouTube videos often. Since I don't have time for videos anymore, this podcast fills the void well. My dog is no longer with us, and I won't be welcoming a new one due to my schedule. Still, I learned so much about dog behavior from your podcast and some of the unique insights from it. You are doing an amazing job, Tom, and I will continue to share this and your other resources with my friends and their relationships with their dogs can benefit. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. That um, sorry for your loss, and um, I I'm grateful for you, and I appreciate you saying those kind things and sharing the word about the No Bad Dog Army. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Christina says Tom Davis has an incredible gift and watched many dog trainers. He is by far the favorite dog trainer. I look up to him. Five star review. My question is: I have a three dogs really hand shy and everything freaks them out how do i help uh they're from a puppy mill and they scream at the vet how can you hand well you don't want to go over the i mean the answer to this is if your dog is hand shy you don't you want you don't want to go over their head anyway dogs don't like that if you have a hand shy dog and you're petting the dog over their head they don't like that so i would limit that and uh, that'll be definitely helpful for you. All right, you guys, that's uh, four that we did tonight, and I appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget um, to subscribe or do whatever you do on podcasts to pay attention to what we're doing, and we're going to keep on keeping on. Uh, Appreciate you guys so much. Have a great evening, day, night, afternoon. Be safe, and talk to you next time. Bye. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.